0: Hey, everybody, if you're interested in advertising on Pretender to Contender on the Chop Sports Network, it's pretty easy. All you have to do is hit up Ed Raymond. Ed Raymond is booking the commercial spots for the podcasts. All you got to do is go to chopsports.ads at gmail.com. I'm gonna say it again. It's chopsports.ads at gmail.com. And his name is Ed Raymond. Send him an email if you're interested. And not only can you advertise on my podcast or any other podcast on Chop Sports, you can also wheel it into my social media, which is, you know, let's face it, it's really doing best on on my tiktok page so i'm making ad campaigns to match up with my stand up to go out to different customers that are interested so we'll set it all up for you and all you have to do is get a hold of ed raymond and he'll make it make sense okay chopsports.ads at gmail.com let's start the show Hey folks, how the hell are you? Welcome, 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 welcome to another Pretender to Contender. I'm your host. You know me as Joe Mataris. that's what I go by. No middle name. If you're curious, my middle name is William. And I think my confirmation name is Philip. Has anyone ever used their confirmation name? Like, what is the reason they give us a confirmation name? I have no idea. I think that's the first time I've said it out loud anywhere. <laughs> Since I got it when I was about 12 or 13. Uh, but welcome to the show, everybody. We've got some quick plugs right here at the top before I even get into things. The, uh, the big Remember When tour is, is really happening. It's, uh, it's exciting. So the next one I'm doing is July 18th. That's going to be at the Stone Harbor Theater. In Stone Harbor, New Jersey, July 23rd, it'll be at the Bound Brook Arts Center in Bound Brook, New Jersey. And then I'm doing my residency. I have a residency where I'm doing Remember When. It's only 10 minutes from my house. I'm so psyched about this. In Scarsdale, New York, at a place called Jackie B's, okay? In the summer, we're going to do it on uh, Wednesdays. So the first one will be July 28th. Uh, there'll be two shows, 6.30 and 8:30, And then on uh, August 25th, which is a Wednesday also, we'll be doing it again. Just one show at 7.30. And then it will continue on Saturdays in the, uh, in the fall. And hopefully, uh, who knows, it might even go into the winter. I don't know how many months I can get away with doing a residency. Ten minutes from my house. But we'll see. All tickets for all tour dates are available on JoeMatterese.com. All right is a lot that was a lot to say on a um i guess it's like 90 probably like 92 degrees out today one of those days where it really tests your ac to see if see if you got a strong enough ac unit as you know i put in central ac last year as i uh, as i fade out this music I, I i put in the central ac and uh i don't know i don't know if it's strong enough you know me I OCD out on things, so I I brought my wife up to the third floor to feel it. I said, I don't trust, like, I know that I think it's too hot up here, but let's see what you think. So I brought her up, and she's like, yeah, 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 it's humid. It's humid up here on the third floor. So it's like, it's one of those, you go, should your air conditioner be strong enough to do a third floor that's right next to an attic that is really hot? You know what I mean? This was always a brutally hot floor in my house. Because it used to be the attic. Before we bought the house, they, um, you know, they uh, they finished. They finished this upstairs and made two rooms out of it. Which one is my office and the other one, my wife has turned into her little, uh, her little workout room. That's where she does her workouts. She's a home workouter. And she kicks ass at it, man. My wife sticks at it, man. She, um... I don't know this woman that she used to do in person before COVID went went virtual with the class and is continuing virtually. They have a huge amount of people in the class, and my wife loves it and does it like she does it four days a week, and then uh, she mixes in other stuff around that. I, I give her credit, uh, but working out is going to be a, a subject on today's podcast as we have no guest today. I don't know what the title of this episode will be yet. I usually come up with the titles after after I record. But uh, it should be interesting. Um, we got a lot of stuff to get to. And uh, I'm starting to get hot. I'm starting to get hot. It's a little annoying. I think the guy's going to have to come back and put two, uh, maybe two more vents up in this third floor. I got one vent right above my head. And it's just running. And then there's another vent in my wife's uh, little workout room. And then there's a, a little vent in the bathroom up here that seems to be uh, where it's like barely, the air's barely coming out of it. I can't tell if it's like the air's not cold enough or the air's not coming out. And I went, we went all in with this shit. We didn't do the the one zone thing, man. We were like, we're going in. We got two zones. We got the two compressors outside and they're just running nonstop right now on a 90 degree day when it's like you know when it's like 84 85 86 it's fine in here but when it gets 90 92 i don't know if you guys run into that i'd love to hear your air condition air conditioning setups (laughs) talk about shit that the trolls will rip on me for if if i would have posted all over my social media that i needed voicemails uh about central air (laughs) They would have shit on me for like a thousand voicemails. I did open the voicemails today uh, to some of the regular callers and some comedians I knew. So let's see. I don't know if they tried to be funny, Uh, but we'll get to the topics. Um, the, The first one I didn't even mention to them, and it's not even really a topic. It's just something old that I found. I found it on like my Dropbox you know, when everybody used to shit on me, well, they still shit on me, for making a million different podcasts. This was a podcast that I I I had the idea of with a friend of mine, uh, Eric Marino, and I were working on stuff together. He's a funny comic, and him and I had a falling out. <laughs> I have falling outs with lots of people that I partner up with, as you guys know. Uh, him and I had a falling out. We haven't talked since the falling out, but... I have falling outs with people where I don't dislike them. Like um, Mike Kunda and I don't really talk. We haven't talked since the falling out. But I have no uh, I have no negative thoughts. I, I think he's a good guy. You know what I mean? I think it's just we weren't a good fit for podcasting. I, I'd still be friends with the guy. Uh, if you happen to hear this, Mike, I still like you, dude. I like that guy. He just, you know, he does his thing. I do my thing. But, uh. I'd hang with him. I don't, I don't hold on to anger very long. I'm not one of those guys that, like, you know, these Italians that go, I haven't talked to my brother in a 35 a years. I'm like, how do you do that shit? Like, <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a falling out with my brother. Am I the only Italian? No falling outs. We've never had, like, I don't even think we've had a day where we weren't talking. We just, you know, we shit on each other and we laugh. Like, there's no, there's no falling out. But uh, Eric Marino and I had a falling out. But we had this podcast idea that uh, what if you could bring back the Johnny Carson show and we mixed in Laugh Track to it and uh, I'm Johnny and he's Ed, but we take on uh, all subjects from today and we write monologues like they're today, but in that Johnny Carson Tonight Show format and, uh, and we bring people on. That can do impressions we had up uh, do impressions of like people that were famous back in the johnny carson tonight show days you know uh or even have johnny interview somebody who's famous today and uh, ask him about things but make it you know those shows were always joke driven you know if you guys don't know that when you go on a late night talk show and you sit down you, you know, you, you talk to the, uh, the segment producer and you set up jokes and you give all the inlines. So the host, like a, a Johnny Carson or a Letterman or, or whoever, set, is setting you up to get to the funny. So uh, we, we made this fake podcast. And I'm just going to play it as if a sketch. I'm not going to play the whole podcast because we literally did a 30-minute episode. What did we even call it? I think we called it, uh, where is it here? It's in, okay, I think we called it Here's Johnny. Here, I think it was going to be called like Here's Johnny Today, or I, I don't know what it was called. But this just says Here's Johnny in my, uh, in my, little, uh, in my little book here. And I wanted to play it for you. Um,
1: Hollywood, The Tonight Show, starring Johnny Carson. Ed McMahon, along with Doc Severinsen and the NBC Orchestra, welcoming you to join Johnny and his guests, Joan Rivers. Eddie Murphy, and comedian Joe Mannerese. And now, here's Johnny!
0: Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, thank you, guys, for coming out tonight. Uh, you picked a great night to come to the Tonight Show. It's a, uh, it was a big day on Tuesday, uh... I don't know if you guys knew about this, but America elected the most women to Congress ever. <laughs> yes! Actually, over a hundred women will be in the House. Uh, President Trump said he hasn't seen that many women in a House since he parted with Hugh Hefner at the Playboy Mansion.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Playboy Mansion! Ho, ho, ho!
0: Thank God you're here. Hey? Uh... Uh, here, here's some exciting news. Uh, Connecticut has elected their first African-American woman to Congress. Yes. Actually, it's not just Connecticut's first black woman. It's Connecticut's only black woman. <laughs> <laughs> what about Bridgeport? <laughs> True. Uh, uh, Connecticut I- is so white. How white is it? Uh, it's so white that their state flag is a polar bear lost in a snowstorm. <laughs> a blank page. <laughs> uh, I actually wish the writers had left the cue card blank. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, Ed. Um, the Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg fell and broke three ribs. Did you hear about this?
1: Oh, yeah. RBG, yes.
0: Yes. Uh, everyone was very concerned. Uh, McDonald's actually offered to help. That's right. They're offering her fr- a free McRib. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and if you don't like that joke, uh, McDonald's is announcing their new McGinsburger, which is just like the Big Mac except it's kosher and it lets you have an abortion.
2: Oh, controversial, edgy.
0: Okay, Ed, uh, uh, remind me to cut off your drinking allowance. Will <laughs> do. Uh, Did you see this? Uh, Actor Jeffrey Owens, you know, uh, the actor from the Cosby show?
2: Alvin, Alvin.
0: Yes, Alvin. Uh, He was job-shamed a few weeks ago because there was pictures that surfaced of him bagging groceries at a Trader Joe's. Yes. Uh, Well, he's back in the news uh, because of all the attention that he, he got during that scandal. He was offered a new part in the new Tyler Perry movie. Great, great. Yeah, uh... He's actually got a huge role. He'll be playing man at counter.
3: (laughs) Uh, Also, did you see this? All right,
0: let's fade it out. Let's fade it out. Let's fade that out. (laughs) I could hear you guys. I could hear you guys. You could tell uh, probably when you hear that sketch, you can tell why I don't really do topical i don't write, I don't write great topical jokes, but they work in the Johnny Carson format for some reason I picture uh super fan Ron Poliquin, if you're out there listening to this uh episode you you probably love that skit. he loves all that old shit like if I said dude we were gonna uh we had somebody that was gonna do Paul Lind uh and we had a uh, who who else would be a great guest from like the seventies um I know. Uh, Ron loves old comedians that are not around like if we had like um Jiffy Jeff, uh Bob Bob Nelson. <laughs> uh we have uh, we have Bob Nelson on the show today. Uh we have uh we have uh uh Ryakov Shmirnov, if you've heard of this guy, he's a very funny Russian comedian. He's going to be out here in a few minutes. And we also uh have the actor that played Alf is going to be coming out in a few minutes. Uh Ron Poliquin, uh, I think you could listen to me do Johnny all day saying 70s references. Uh, let's think of another one. Um, uh, Three Mile Island is having some problems. I don't know if you heard about that. Uh, I, I, I will be right back with, with more Joe Madaris. <laughs> Fucking impression hurts. That impression hurts. But, uh, but we are back. We are back. You know I can't get enough of this. Welcome back. All right, we are back. So uh, the first thing I really wanted to talk about today, and like I said, we, we went out to the phones. We had people call in about it, but my, my daughter, my daughter wants a second dog. I don't know if any of you parents out there have, uh, have done this. You know, uh, it was a stretch for me to get a dog i gotta be honest i was not a dog person never had a dog in my life as you guys know listen my mom got rid of our dog when we were a kid it just suddenly was gone she gave it to my grandmother which i used to make fun of because my italian very you know probably the most italian person in my childhood was my dad's mom mama mama materese uh mama materese raised pepe our uh our uh, poodle that my mom sent away to my grandmom's house, and uh, my mama Matarice used to go. Oh, Pepe likes homemades. Can you believe that I give him? I give him homemades, and he likes homemades. And now that I'm a dog owner, as I have a King Charles Cavalier Spaniel, that will fucking eat anything and everything over and over. I never knew that about dogs because I was never a dog owner that you could just keep feeding them the worst fucking shit over and over and over. They will ignore their dog food if uh, if you give them too much of table shit. But I don't know if there's any table food that they're like, eh, not, not in the mood for that. I mean, yeah, I'm lying. Vegetables. And they seem to know... They're like kids, you know, dogs are, uh, they're a slightly easier than kids, but they're just like kids. So it's scary when your daughter says, I want a second dog and they want a big dog. My son wants a German shepherd. My daughter wants a golden retriever. Uh, I don't know if she, you know, I think she just wants cute. You know what I'm saying? But a big dog. And I was never a dog person. And we got our dog, Ozzy. Ozzy is three turning four in November and fell in love with this dog. As as many of you know, and many of you guys, if you're dog owners, you know that you fall in love with your dog and it's an amazing relationship. But no matter who you are, if someone says, how about doing a second one? You're like, fuck, I don't know. Can I do that? Two. What if I get a bad version? I got a good one the first time. What if I'm due for a bad? It's so much like when my wife and I talked about having a second kid and how much anxiety went into that because it's so hard raising that first kid when you're an amateur. Uh, A dog, not not as hard once you get it down. You know, we did the fence thing. We have the my wife. If you ever saw our backyard, you'd laugh because people always go, why is there a fence on one side and not on the other? My wife fenced down the middle of the yard. So from the fence to, to the left is where Ozzy just goes and goes to the bathroom. And then we just clean it up. And to the right side, he can't get. He can't get there. There's a gate and that's the other side of where the grass is. So, uh, you know, Ozzy's pretty great like that. He He goes right to the back door and just puts his nose almost on the backsliding door and then, then you know he has to go to the bathroom. And he don't hang out long outside. He goes out, goes to the bathroom, then he comes back to the door and you just get a little and you know it's time to let Ozzy in. Uh I'd say once a year still has the occasional accident. It's usually in the basement. We got some rubber flooring down there. That stuff you put in like on the gym floor. We have some of that down there. And he uh he occasionally uh, will take a leak down there. It's it's not usually the number two, but an occasional little puddle. But like I said, like once a year, and it's usually because uh, we didn't. I don't know. We pissed him off in some way. <laughs> That's what dogs do. They're like, "Oh, really? Oh, you're not gonna do that? Oh, you're gonna leave me here for a while? I'm gonna piss on your fucking floor." I'll be nice now though, because you you know you have been giving me a lot of. Uh, extra scraps and uh those hot dog pieces you gave me last night were pretty excellent. I'm just going to I'm just going to piss on the basement floor, you know, cuz it's rubber down there. You can just wipe it up. It's not a big deal, you know what I mean? It's not going to smell that bad. You just just spray some stuff and wipe it. So, uh so then, you know, we don't we don't even have to walk them that much. I mean, we do. We're not shithead bad dog owners. We we take our dog for a walk when he needs a walk. You know, when it's been a little while. Uh, I take him to the, this beach by us. It's like a dog beach. And uh, that's fun. He loves that. But I don't know, man. Imagine in that second dog. It's just like the kid, though, isn't it, everybody? Because you go, well, they can keep each other company. I know for a fact the main reason and the one thing that took me over the top was the emotion of thinking of my son... Not having a sibling. Being the only child, I was like, I can't do that. I can't do that to him. Even though it's not so bad to be an only child, I was like, I, we got to have another kid. He's got to have a brother or a sister. We got to do it. And then, uh, greatest thing I ever did. My daughter's fucking amazing. I love her to death. Love both my kids. It's awesome. Greatest thing I've ever done. I always say, uh, I think someone... Quoted it somewhere on a podcast. I said, What's my home run? I said, My wife. My wife is my home run in life. There's like no question. (laughs) I don't ever go, Oh, should I have married? I'm like, I have friends that say that shit sometimes about their wives. They'll be like, I don't know. I don't know if I should have married her. And like, that question never comes into my mind. And then uh, I can remember being really afraid. To even have the first kid. It's the greatest thing I ever did. And then pushed myself at a second kid. It's the second, second greatest thing I ever did. And then I pushed myself to get Ozzy, our dog. When my son was at a restaurant with me and there was a Rottweiler tied up and he started petting the dog, you know, let's see, four years ago, my son's turning 14. He was 10. He starts petting the dog and he looks at me and goes, dad, this dog's really cute. And instantly, I was like, "What, what am I going to not get him one now? I got to get him one." The next day, I said, "Let's go. Let's go look at dogs." And you know, I'm a mush. So we went to a place, and we were about to leave because we thought we wanted to get a a beagle or or a French bulldog, and they were like crazy when they came in and played with my wife and my kids and I, and we were like, I don't know about this. We got to go home and think about it. And then out of the corner of my eye, I saw Ozzy King Charles Cavalier Spaniel. He's white, black with a tiny bit of Brown mixed in. And I said, Oh yeah. My brother mentioned King Charles Cavaliers being great dogs that one of his friends had one. And he thought that that would be the best dog for us because they're so easy and they're so loving and they're great with kids. So I said, bring him over, and he came in and just was, like, hugging us and, like, so affectionate, just, like, licking our hands and, like, almost kissing us on the face, and I was like, I love this dog, and my daughter was like, I love him, and my son was like, yeah, I wanted a big dog, but this this guy's awesome, and in that moment of just going, yeah, let's do this, and, and bringing him home, pretty amazing, pretty amazing, you know, I mean, The other great moment is when you see one, when your kid's being born and you're in the delivery room and you see that happen. Just fucking incredible. And to see how happy, you know, my wife is when she's holding her baby for the first time, our baby, unbelievable. So it's so hard as a parent when your kid says, I would like a second dog. And you know how much love that first dog brought into our house and how close we are that how could you not get a second (laughs) so you see where i'm leaning here so i'm curious what if any of the callers even left a message about dogs we're gonna go to all the callers at the end um the second thing that i really wanted to talk about today was uh was my son this is quick but he uh he lost his iphone this past week uh I thought this was classic loses his iPhone. This is, that was his second iPhone in his life. He's 13. The first one, uh, we bought him. I gotta be honest. We bought him like a, I don't know, a refurbished one online. You know, it was like, I don't know, 350 bucks. He shattered that. And that one slowly was broken. And then a friend of his gave them his old phone. And then we hooked it up and, paid for him to have it i don't know it was like an iphone eight i think it was an eight eight plus i don't know what you know your kids know the exact numbers the exact uh, version oh no that's a 12 c24 <laughs> and you'll be like oh really you know yeah and i think i know phones but like i i don't know them like he does and uh so he loses the phone And he's losing his mind. Have your kids ever lost their phone? They lose their minds. I mean, I know I I lose my mind, too, if I lost my phone. But I think it's because I paid for it, so it pisses me off. But uh, kids, fucking, oh, my God. He actually said this. We had to go to his friend's house uh, because we were picking up his friend to go to this uh, graduation party. My son graduated eighth grade this week. Congratulations to him. Made it through middle school. That's a good sign. <laughs> Further than my grandma made it. I think she made it through fourth grade. Uh, you know, those old school Italians. They had, to, they had to quit their jobs back then. I mean, she, she lived through the Depression. Lived to 97 years old. Had to quit school in fourth grade. Um, and when my grandfather died and she got remarried, her, uh, her husband, Sammy, as she called him, Sammy, Sammy, uh, Sammy couldn't read. I remember he 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 hid it, and then we realized this this guy can't read. He you know he had to work his whole life. He had to work on a farm for his family. He grew up in South Jersey, and then he was uh, he was a welder, and that was half the reason why my grandma wanted me to be a welder. A lot of my uh, early years, Sam's a welder. You should be a welder. He'd be like thirty years in the union, Joey. Thirty years in the union. You could do it, Joey, and he pointed his little union card on the wall, and I was just like, "There is no fucking way I'm going to become a welder." I have, there wasn't even a piece of me that was like, "Yeah, maybe he's right." There was just like, just shh. Sh-. There was literally in my brain going, <laughs> "I was a dick." In my brain, all I heard was, "Shut the fuck up, guy. I'm not going to be a welder." Shut up. Stop it. <laughs> You're wasting your breath, man. There's no welding here, uh, but. I don't know. I don't know. So so he he loses the iPhone. and This was classic. So we go to his friend's house to pick him up for this eighth grade graduation party. And my son actually says this. He goes, Dad, how am I going to let him know we're here? <laughs> and I look at him. I go, I don't know. Ring the doorbell? <laughs> he was like, he literally made this face like, oh, yeah, I forgot that you could get out of a car and ring a doorbell, literally forgot that moving was an option, actually walking 30 feet, could get it done, (sighs) yeah, so I got him, I got him a new iPhone, didn't have insurance on that one that was broken, because we never paid for it, or that he lost, what am I going to say, not broken, the first one was broken, second one lost, no insurance, paid for it, somehow got some sort of discount, I don't know iPhone 11, it was 600 Somehow we got it for 450 I couldn't even understand, man. We went to this, iPhone, this AT&T store to buy one, and this Indian guy had a really thick accent, and he was wearing the face mask. You know my ADD, okay? Anybody else out there have trouble understanding what people are saying now with the masks? Like, I always had a little bit of a, well, probably a lot now, my hearing 's not great, my dad has a hearing aid in both ears. He really needs it in one ear, and i know that's I know that 's going to be me. he uh wears the hearing aids and uh he 's probably been wearing them about ten years now and he 's seventy seven so sixty seven I have about fourteen more years of no hearing aids, and then i 'm going to need help so uh yeah, where was I in this story so i 'm uh I'm in there, and this guy's speaking with this thick Indian accent, and he's got no air conditioning in there. It's a little, My son and I are dying. This guy my son made me laugh. This guy's actually got two phones out at once, on speaker, with two separate customers, and he's talking to both of them at the same time, and then reaching underneath and somehow typing every once in a while on his laptop. He's got me waiting for my shit and people behind me waiting to try to get a new phone also. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding. It's, it's, the new, it's really the new DMV. It sounds like a premise for a joke. It's the new DMV going to get an iPhone. It always takes three hours. No matter what, getting a new phone takes three hours. Like You should just buy it online and get them to send it to your house. Because nowadays, I think you just turn it on. You really don't need them for anything unless you're an idiot and a 13-year-old knows how to do everything so he's like important everything his whole phone's ready to go in 3 seconds. Oh boy, I don't know why. So, I'm curious to hear what everybody's going to think about that. My son and his iPod and losing an AirPod. He's got ADD too. Who knows what medication, he just keeps switching the meds. Uh they didn't have very much success with stratera the non-stimulant version we're about to go off of that I, I don't know what's going on man but i know he needs it he's losing shit like forever like crazy and i know me i a couple weeks ago i talked about not taking my adderall on days where i just kind of want to be just be i don't want to i don't have to do a ton of work i'm relaxing Maybe I'm going to the beach or, you know, I'm I'm doing a tiny bit of work. I'm not doing an extreme amount of work. Don't take Adderall. Those days that I wasn't on the Adderall in the past couple of weeks, my wife wanted to kill me. I wanted to kill myself <laughs> because I couldn't stop forgetting things. Literally, like, I'd walk in every two seconds. It felt like I was walking into a room going, "What did, what did I want? Do you have those days at 53 years old where you're going, is this early onset? Do I have Alzheimer's? Is this dementia? What's going on? Is this normal to be this freaking out of it? Is Is this me or is this some sort of problem version of me? I definitely had that going on in the last week. So, uh. One, a couple of great things for my son is uh, he went to the gym with me for the first time this week. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever done that or ladies have ever done that. Bring your kid with you to the gym. And I was impressed. He was doing everything. He was hanging. He's, he's, in, he's in very good shape for someone that's never been to a gym. He looks like he works out. He's just kind of ripped, you know. So uh, that was cool he's thinking about playing football which i'm praying. He didn't play summer baseball. He's always played baseball his whole life and uh he's been kind of fading off of things lately. Not uh not having the passion, not really wanting to do it. Loving video games, loving hanging with his friends, you know. I mean, I get it after not being able to socialize like in a normal way for the past year. Him going to, like, hang with boys and girls, like, I get it. At 13 years old, eighth grade going into ninth, those were the years, right? Where you hang out with boys and girls all of a sudden. Who likes who, you know? You're going to make out with a girl. Holy shit, I just made out with a girl. This is incredible. Uh, So he mentioned wanting to possibly try out for the football team. And this is classic because my wife works in the field of the brain. She's been anti football ever since we had him. Now that he plays video games nonstop and he's obsessed with a phone, she could care less. Like I think he could play in a in a tackle football league with the old school leather helmets, and she would be like, that's fine. Let him let him go. Let him go. Just to get out there and be active. So just teasing that, there's a chance my son will be on the Fordham prep. Football team, as I said, uh, Ford and Prep High School, four years. It's a uh, private high school. It costs a fortune. <laughs> We're paying for him to go there, and my wife had family that worked there, and I've yet to meet someone who didn't talk about this school like it was the greatest thing they ever did in their life. So I'm hoping I'm hoping this gets him focused. He's going to be in really small classes. They're all about giving back. They have like this just just this great attitude at that school. So I'm, I'm really excited. If anybody out there happened to go to Fordham Prep High School, it's on the Fordham uh, University campus, which is awesome. I mean, to get to be on an amazing college campus every day. Is awesome for him. He's going to have to take the train to school. He's going to have to grow up, be a pretty adult. It's not a far train ride. I think it's about 12 minutes on the Metro North. So I'm excited for him uh, starting high school. And holy shit, does he got a lot of shit to do this summer for that that preparation of being in this prep school. But uh, he's going for it. He's going for it. So uh, we'll get to the callers on that. Hear what they have to say about it. And the last thing, because I talked about how uh, my stand-up does the best on TikTok and even Instagram. But it does really well on TikTok. That's really all I put on my TikTok is stand-up. And it's at the Joe Matteries. If you don't know any of my social media outlets, they're all at the Joe Matteries. But go check out my TikTok. It's up to almost 61,000 followers. Uh, I've had two videos get in the millions, and uh, uh, that's what I said at the beginning of the podcast, the commercial you heard. If you want to reach out to Ed Raymond, uh, I'm putting ad campaigns together with the stand-up, and then it'll cross over into commercials on the podcasts, and then all the podcasts on Chop Sports. So just go to chopsports.ads at gmail.com, Okay? That's chopsports.ads at gmail.com, and uh, attention, Ed Raymond, R-E-Y-M-A-N. Ed's uh, handling all the, uh, I guess, the uh, advertising for my social media and my podcasts, and uh, that should be awesome. I'm looking forward to hooking up with some uh, some new sponsors and all that kind of stuff. And speaking of sponsor, I think we should play a quick commercial, and then we will be right Back, Okay, everybody, a little quick commercial.
1: This is Sturge from Chop Sports, and I want to talk to you about a new hobby of mine, and that's real estate. Ever since we brought on our resident realtor here at Chop Sports, that's all I can think about. So we got another one. You know who's really good at this stuff? Jay Devlin of CRG Homes. Jay is out of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and business is booming. Whether you're looking to relocate, buy, rent, or literally purchase property and watch your stacks get higher, Jay is the guy to do this for you. He's already in the process of helping me out right now on a possible summer home. Call Jay right now, 843-315-5913, and have yourself a chat and learn about all the perks and tell him Chop Sports sent you.
0: All right. I love the way that guy reads that spot. (laughs) I teased him in person when I met him a couple weeks ago. I was like, "Dude, you fucking nail it! You nail those spots. You're a good quick reader. Good quick reader, man." Uh, so, so the last thing uh, is going to be a remember when because I talked about how you know I should I should mix in the stand up into the shows, right? So, uh, and uh, we can use it as a discussion point when when we go to the phone calls also, but. I did a show this past weekend at the V&V Adventure Farm. It sounds like sounds like a hell gig, right? But it, it ended up being really fun. And don't take this clip wrong, because like I always make fun of places when I'm at places. Hopefully, I didn't upset the owners of the V&V Farm when uh, I bring this up. I'll, I'll play a little clip from that set at the v&v adventure farm but i uh i did the whole remember when show we were outside we had this huge blow up screen so i could do all the pictures we had a two-man band jamming uh let's see if i can remember this guy's name ray ray shit i'm fucking the worst with names and i, I have the poster i think it's billy ray i think it's billy ray let me look this up as i'm talking to you guys i know i have this poster on my phone it's fucking hilarious. I'm so like I'm forgetful and OCD, so I forget, but I want to know what I forgot, so I gotta like scroll back and check. As uh, geez, I thought it was earlier in these pictures. Oh, here it is Kenny Ray. I was way wrong. Kenny Ray, Kenny Ray, R A Y E Kenny Ray. He was great, man. He played like Zeppelin and stuff. And a lot of other good stuff. And then he came up and jammed with me a little bit where we just fucked around and had a good time. So, uh, yeah, man. So the remember when I want to talk about is how mean we were choosing teams when we were young. We choose teams in front of each other in gym class. And left out the 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 nerds the 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 you know the weirdos and I, I did this whole bit about the big shoe and the little shoe. Do you remember when people had the the shoe for people that had one leg that was short? <laughs> and I showed a picture of the big shoe, which was it had me laughing, and I posted it on TikTok and it did not do well. The bit and I think it was it's because it's just so mean and that doesn't work anymore. Um, So I'm curious if you think it's too mean, and uh, I was talking about lice, they would check for lice in school when we were growing up, and they would check for scoliosis, Uh, so here's a little stand up on that, and uh, we'll be right back after it to take the phone calls, all about the remember when, okay, and the other subjects for today. Let's Let's hope I can do this right. I have like four people here in the audience tonight that haven't seen me in about 30 years. So you guys, you guys reconnect on Facebook. I reconnect at shitty gigs. They never show up at Carnegie Hall, you know, or like when you're taping your fucking special. They show up at your fucking outdoor gig when you're setting up rope. Like I was, I'm pulling a rope and I just hear, Joe, hey, what's up? And I see a guy I haven't seen in 40 years. I'm like, all right, I'm fucking unsuccessful, okay? I'm sorry. I didn't plan this
2: right. I'm not good at social media.
0: (laughs) So let me give you the backstory on that. Yeah, so that screen that was uh, inflated that I told you about, it had this motor that had to put all the air in. And, you know, I could have been a dick and act like some guy that doesn't have to be helpful because it was a, it was a Soul Joel show that I remember when was a Soul Joel production show. And my two openers that I've been using, Dan Callahan and and Brendan Donigan. We're opening, and you know they're the guys. They work for Soul Joel, so they're help setting it up. I'm like, I'm not going to be a dick, so I'm going to help set it up. And we're pulling. <laughs> we were. We couldn't get this fucking screen to stand up. The wind kept blowing it down, and it wasn't hard wind. It was like five miles an hour or five mile five mile an hour winds, just knocked, knocking the whole thing down. It was up high on this like tractor, and I'm pulling it with a rope. And this guy, David Ellis, that I haven't seen since I was like 12, shows up, and he's like, Joe, Joe, and I'm pulling a rope, and I have to turn. It's like, the, you know those feelings? You ever had a moment in your jobs? Maybe not, if you have like a normal job. <laughs> if I'm ever helping with the setup, I always feel like that means I'm a loser. Like, you're not going to see Sebastian Maniscalco pulling a rope to set the screens up at his show. <laughs> So, it was just an honest moment there, and uh, I think this goes into a bit about scoliosis or uh, picking teams or any of that mean shit from the 70s and early 80s. Let's see what we got. a girl with scoliosis brace, Yes. In,
1: oh, that was tough,
0: man. Let's be honest, if the girls only knew, we would've still had sex with them, right, guys? <laughs> How many guys here would be like, you got scoliosis? Ooh, no, we'd be like, all right. <laughs> Oh, was a great blowjob. She's already halfway there. <laughs> I just ad <ad-libbed> that.
3: <laughs> keeper. That's a keeper, right?
0: <laughs> Remember that kid that had the one leg shorter than the other? That's fucking hilarious.
1: Give <laughs> him a thick shoe. So you're just walking
0: around. Oh my God. <laughs> you, got, you got one Doc Martin. And one fucking Puma. <laughs> it's so wrong, but it doesn't. I don't think it exists anymore. Now they just fucking rip your leg out of the socket, and make a and
3: they
0: learned how to fix it. Modern medicine. <laughs> All right, you're even. Get the fuck out of here. They're gonna pick you every time now. You got two long legs. So, get out of here. All right. <laughs> All right. So I don't know if you could understand the dialogue. Maybe that's another reason why it didn't do well. Maybe it's maybe it's hard to understand the dialogue in the, uh, you know, I'm filming from nine miles away at, outside at this farm. But they were a fun crowd, man. And that was, that was an ad-lib. I can always tell when I'm ad-libbing because I curse a ton when I'm ad-libbing. I'm just like, fucking in the fucking shoe. You got the fucking... The orthopedic shoe next to the fucking doc, you know, next to the Puma. (laughs) I should have said orthopedic shoe. I said Doc Martin because in the picture you couldn't see it. It was this big black boot that had this huge heel on it next to this little low black shoe. It's kind of like how (laughs) there's also something funny about how kickers have the one shoe. The old school kickers. I guess they still do it where they have one shoe different than the other shoe. They're like, oh, this one kicks. The other shoe's just for walking, but this one can kick. And then there was the occasional barefoot kicker. Remember that shit? We had Tony Franklin on the Eagles. The guy kicked with his bare foot, and he was unbelievable. I remember he always kicked it over the net growing up. There was like a couple of years there where my dad had Eagles season tickets and we sat behind we sat behind uh, the end zone. And I used to pray that Tony Franklin was going to kick it over the net and that I could be right there and I was going to catch it because I was pretty sure if you got a football at a game, you didn't have to throw it back. But it wasn't positive. But in my head, I was like, if I catch this thing, I'm running to the bathroom. I'm not giving back this NFL football. They were called the Duke back then. They used the duke remember the duke i just remember that pro football when you were a kid you're like this is the one without the white lines oh yeah it's without the white lines i'm trying to ad-lib like i did on stage about the girl with scoliosis you heard what i said right i mean i wonder if that joke will work again about she's already halfway there i bet that will work again because that was a total ad-lib about it. She'd give you the blowjob because she's halfway there. All right, all right. L- let's go to the phone calls. I'm trying to find the first call here. It looks like it is, it is the great Ron Poliquin. Let's see what he's got. If I can get this to play, we'll be good.
1: Joe Matrice, Ron Poliquin, Doverlawoffice.com. Guarding your kid, Luke, losing his iPhone and iPod. That's gonna happen, you really can't get mad about it, but I find the electronics has gotten out of control. My son's the same, about the same age as your son, and like, he's just like a zombie when it comes to these effing phones, these fucking games, everything, it's just bad. So here's what his punishment should be. You're gonna buy him another iPhone, but he's gotta like wait a month to do it, and you just give him like tasks each week. Like maybe, I don't know, he's gotta walk a dog each, every day, He's gotta do a certain amount of things, maybe for his, uh, I don't know if he's still playing baseball, I think he is. Maybe he's gotta do some, something. I don't know, do some reading. Something. Put some, uh, conditions on it, man. I think that's the move. You're gonna, like, kids lose stuff. That just happens. iPhone's expensive. But, like, give him this time to, like, fucking decompose, decompress, uh, from the iPhone a little bit. Uh, and, uh, you know, give him a month or whatever. Anyways, you'll probably put out and give in, but that's my suggestion. Good luck,
0: Ron. Once again, your your advice is always dead on because I did something. We did similar to what you said, but we we fucked up because we did that and gave the phone first. Um, and one of the reasons why we gave the phone first is because he didn't have the phone for i guess about 5 days and there was no difference in his zombiness he was just in a bad mood so we think it connects more with his video games in his room is the zombiness way more and the mood him saying he struggles with mood and anyone who knows takes Stratera. um all you know the shit affects mood that's what sucks it's like your son, you want him to do good in school, but you don't want him to be in a bad fucking mood. So I'd rather him fail and end up out of the fucking prep school and in the in the, uh, in the the public school and just getting by, but his mood's amazing than just crushing it and just getting A's and just be a fucking zombie bad mood kid. But yeah, you probably are right, because we gave him work that he's going to have to do because he had some money. From his graduation, you know, family members gave him money. So he had some money that went towards this phone that he had to use. And then there was an extra amount. Because I said, you could get the same exact phone. And it's almost, you know, you wouldn't have to get extra money. You have enough for the, if you get the same phone again. But he wanted the 11, which was a little more, which is like $250 more. So he has to work it off. And you know me, I I have jobs, you know, I got a driveway job. We got to raise the Belgian block on our driveway so I can put more gravel down because the Belgian was low. So all the gravel flowed into the grass. I'm going to put the Belgian up higher, but I got to dig it out. And we got really deep, big Belgian block. We don't have the new kind. We have the fucking kind from like 1920. Each one weighs about 50 to 60 pounds. So it's tough to fucking lift them up. Get shit under them, get them all. Even it's a job, it's a job. So I'm paying him twenty bucks an hour to do that work with me, and he's got to, he's gonna have to work off the difference. But great, great call. Let's go to the next caller. Who we got here?
4: Hey, Joe. This is Preston. Uh, I think it's it's funny that your daughter wants another dog. My dad uh, always had one dog growing up in the house, and uh, he was adamant about not having two dogs. So for Christmas one year, I, I got photos of a random puppy off the internet, and I wrapped it up in a card and I gave her a name and a whole story, and I gave out gifts to uh, my stepmom, my stepbrother, and him. He opens up and sees this picture of a dog, and my stepmom and and my stepbrother are all excited, and my dad is trying so hard to pretend he's happy, but he's you he could
5: you could see him twitching,
4: and he's like, oh, it's such a thoughtful gift, and then. And then I said, "Listen, I'm, I'm totally kidding. Like, I didn't get you a dog. Like, here's your real gift." And just everybody started laughing. It was great. I, although I almost lost him that day because he almost had a heart attack. Uh, yeah, don't get two dogs. That's a bit much. Have a good one, guys. Bye. <laughs>
0: That's Preston Gitlin, uh, stand-up comedian. Preston, Preston Gitlin, one of the guys that you thought I might have had a fallen out with a while ago, but but we didn't. We're still friends. We're st- we still talk and. Uh, He's back. He's divorced now, if you guys didn't know. He does all kind of jokes about it. Uh, he's divorced from the uh, Venezuelan. I hope I can say that on the podcast, Preston. He's probably going to be pissed at me now. Uh, I guess I'll ask him before this airs. I can always edit it out, but I think he'll be fine with that. Uh, go check out Preston Gitlin's comedy. I think it might be, I don't know, prestongitlin.com, at Preston Gitlin. One of those. Really funny dude. Uh It's funny that you said that, because that's similar to the joke about my mom that got me the car. And I go, I love it. And she goes, it's a rental. (laughs) You better have it back by noon. I'm like, Mom, it's one. She goes, oh, that's going to cost you. It sounds similar to that, to like fake get somebody a dog is fucking hilarious. Um, My dad wouldn't have even, your dad must be way kinder then my my dad is terrible at gift receiving. If you gave him a gift, like if you gave him a dog, he would say right out like, "Are you fucking kidding?" Like he wouldn't curse. But him and my mom would be like, "Joe, what do you do?" Like they would have just said how bad of a gift it was as as <laughs> as they were opening it. It would have been all over. All right, let's go to the next call.
2: When I uh, Steve from Collingswood, New Jersey. When I was a kid, they always got some jock douchebag that was always the gym teacher's favorite because they were bigger, stronger, faster, and, of course, ass-kissing. And they would always start picking their Josh, jock douchebag buddies, and then it would winnow down to the spazzes and the geeks and the artsy-fartsy kids who were, like, afraid of the ball, had no coordination, which there's nothing wrong with to the utter humiliation of those last couple of kids, but even noticeable, discernible, eye-rolling,
3: groaning,
2: sighing, with the job douche fat, throwing his arms at the mirror, hey, yeah, I'll take him, whatever. Yeah, great, uh, great teaching. <laughs>
0: That's right, I think Steve is, you're a teacher, aren't you, Steve? Steve's a guy I went to a Pat Benatar concert with in the eighties when we were in high school. <laughs> and every time he showed up at my, uh, my farm gig this past weekend, he was one, he wasn't the guy that while I was pulling the rope, he was a different one. Cause I've seen him in, you know, every once in a while i I see him at a gig or he lives in Collingswood near, uh, my cousin Johnny and, uh, they're friends. So, uh, Steve, uh, I love. thanks for calling, dude. Yeah, we went to a Pat Benatar concert, and he's always like, dude, you better put that in your act tonight. Because <laughs> I tried to sneak in a tape recorder, like rerun on that old What's Happening episode, and, <laughs> and got busted. And they took the tape recorder away, and we still laugh about it. It was one of those big tape recorders that you had to press – the play and the record button at the same time to get him to record. It was like a little orange dot that was on the play button. Push them both, and you could record onto the cassette. And uh, I, I still remember I had that down vest that Mork wore on Mork and Mindy. I had that on, and I shoved the tape recorder, so it just looked like I had a belly, and they fucking nailed me in two seconds. So the classic part was I have to... I get it confiscated and I have to go to some room and I have to put my tape recorder in this box with all the other shit that was confiscated. And it was all like buck knives. Remember everybody, there's another one that should be in the remember when show is you could carry knives back then. Like everybody had a buck knife on their fucking belt. I had a friend who, I think he wore one to school. He brought a fucking knife I think he just brought it in. I don't think they took it away. I think you're allowed to have it. If you ever needed like something cut or a piece of paper cut, he'd pull it out. And he'd be like, Pff- "Fucking sharp, like four inch blade on that thing." So, uh, Steve, yeah, that's classic. Classic call, dude. Let's see who we got next.
5: Hey, my name is Vinny Brand. I'm a stand-up comedian. From New Jersey. I also own the Stress Factors Comedy Club with my wife in Bridgeport and New Brunswick, New Jersey. And I'm here today to talk to you about having uh, hang on.
0: <laughs> it's hysterical. He got interrupted. Uh, it's hysterical. It's gone. Uh all right. I found his second part. He had to call back. It's fucking hilarious.
5: Hey, it's Vinnie Brand, I'm a stand-up comedian from Middletown, New Jersey, and my wife and I own the Stress Factory Comedy Club in New Brunswick and in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Today we're talking about a child wanting a second dog. One word, super easy, no, it's not necessary. You have one dog. Why do you need a second dog? There is no reason for a second dog. It doesn't fulfill some need you don't have. Whatever you want that second dog for, Find out and do the real thing that fills that void in your life. As for a child one and two dogs, I will bet any parent anywhere that you're not taking care of a first dog. So a second dog is superfluous, you don't need it, and it's not good for anybody. No to the second dog. (laughs)
0: Uh, Vinnie Brand, Vinnie Brand, Stress Factory Comedy Club owner. He's right, Bridgeport and New Brunswick still working on a date for remember when to go into his uh new brunswick room do a show and cross it over with the uh with the uh, chop sports network uh they were going they're going to set up shop at some of my tour shows all right uh i dude i agree with you my my daughter is an amazing dog owner like she, when it comes to love but yes she's not she won't go walk the dog ever None of the kids pick up the poop. They've never done it once. They don't ever get the plastic bag and pick up the poop, which is all it really takes. Any of you kids out there, any kids are in a car and your parents listening to this podcast, you want a dog or a second dog? Just say, I'll pick up all the shit. You do that. You're in. You're going to get that dog. But you guys don't. You don't do any of it. You don't walk the dog. You don't feed the dog you don't put the food in you don't do the work part you just do the hug part and the pet part but that's not all of it that's not what life is there's parts of being a comedian where you have to do a podcast do you want to do a podcast maybe not (laughs) i'm kidding i like doing my podcast but i got there's times i don't fucking feel like doing it but i know it's like part of my game yeah, I've, I've learned you can't ever change the name of your podcast. You got to keep doing the same one and do it fucking forever. You got to do it for the rest of your life. If you're a comedian. You got to do the podcast. All right. Next caller.
2: Yeah, this is Matthews. You know what this is. Don't say my last thing. You don't want the second dog. The stupidest fucking thing I ever heard. She says she's going to take care of it. She'll never take care of it. You got one good dog. Why risk getting a second retarded dog?
0: <laughs> He's right.
2: And you someone's someone's AirPods? Make them get a job. Make them do shit around the house. Don't give it to them for free. That's what I would do. Anytime a kid wanted something at like that age, I had to go to By giving it to them, you're going to create an asshole. Yeah, that's it. Remember when the gym picking gym class? That's fucking. Yeah, I don't remember that. It was a long time ago. I was still.
0: Classic. That's my friend Matt Matthew Newbert. Oh, I shouldn't say his last name. I I cut his half half of this last name out. He's fucking classic. He's that blue collar guy. Every time I call him, I just go, "What are you doing?" That's every message he leaves me. Joe, it's Matt. What are you doing? <laughs> this is his voice. What are you doing? <laughs> fucking love the guy. <laughs> Matty, love it. We, you, got, you broke up a little bit. I have a feeling he left a second call, too. Yeah, I think I see a second one from him. Let's see. I think this is him again. This is Maddie again.
2: Yeah, I want to talk about lights, but not lights. I don't have a life story. I got a crab story. So my brother was cheating on his girlfriend, his wife, when he was I don't know, 20 years old. And uh, she caught him because sitting at the breakfast table the next morning he had a crab in his eyebrow. That's all. Like really, you know, I have no idea. It's fucking crazy. Uh,
0: <laughs> I would have pulled a Ray Liotta. You're crazy. This isn't. This is from fucking. It's, it's from outside. It's a fucking bug. You're crazy, Karen. This isn't. It's not from another girl. You're out of your mind. (laughs) He couldn't get out of that. A crab in his eyebrow made him get busted. Come on, dude. He couldn't get out of that shit. I can't
3: believe it. Hello, Joseph. This is your friend Paul Ollinger calling from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm sorry to hear that your dog wants a... (laughs) I'm sorry to hear that your daughter wants a second dog. Perhaps your dog also wants a second dog. Perhaps he doesn't or she doesn't or they don't. I don't want to offend any um dog that doesn't know their pronouns by saying he or she. Anyway, uh, if you want a dog, I have a French bulldog here in Atlanta that would be a great replacement, I mean a great compliment to your dog. He's lovely, he snores, he farts. He is a literal and metaphorical barrier between my wife and me because he sleeps in our bed. Uh, she loves him more than she loves me. And uh, the, the re- real reason I resent him is that the snoring, the farting, that's my role in the family. That's, that's, where, that's, that's where I fit in. That's where I add value. <laughs> so come get this dog.
0: <laughs> Funny out, Olinger. Funny out. Paul Olinger, comedian. Look him up. So, so correct. You just brought up a great point I didn't think about. Which is the cock blocking factor? You definitely have less sex because it's weird. Our dog's in our room and just fucks and sits there. Like you got to get re- you got to get really focused in your sex and on your wife to just channel out that there's a dog laying right fucking there. Because if you try to keep him out of your room and shut the door, all dog owners know he's scratching at the door and barking until you let him in because he loves you. He can't be away from you, especially. This kind of dog. I don't know if other kind of dogs are like that. But like I said, if my son wants a, he wants a German Shepherd and my daughter wants a golden retriever, retriever those are big-ass dogs. And not just the cock-blocking factor. My wife can't stand that snoring thing that you just brought up, and our dog cranks them. I bet our dog could beat your dog in a snore contest. We should do that on the podcast. My dog against your dog. You have a French bulldog. I have the King Charles, the two different dogs with smashed in noses, French bulldogs noses pushed in even more. So, right. That makes them that makes them snore. Uh, we should have a snore off. Oh, my God. Can Ozzy snore? So my wife makes me get the dog out of the first floor office that she does all her work in and carry him upstairs I'm, I'm looking around he's actually not in here right now because i had to keep my door open because the air conditioning isn't that great here in the third floor so i have to have the doors open to try to circulate it and get some cold air in here uh so yeah i don't i, I could never i I can carry a king charles how am i going to carry a german shepherd <laughs> up the steps? can you imagine or i'm gonna have to put him on a leash and yank him against his will into my office if he snores or she snores, too. Yeah, dude. I'm with you on the nose. I am with you
4: on the nose. Uh, let's see who else we got. Hey, it's Dan Callahan calling from beautiful Camden County, New Jersey. I wanted to talk about, especially after this weekend's Remember When show over in Chemung, you brought up how kids were being humiliated in gym class getting picked. And you know it was so funny? When I went to... Catholic school through third grade, they let us. Uh, they didn't let us pick teams there, but when I went to public school, fourth grade thereafter, they did let it go. So I think Catholic school was trying to clamp down on the we don't want to make kids feel bad about getting picked last, this and that. You go to public school and it was a free-for-all. But it, the best part of it was when a kid that did get picked last in public school, who wasn't very athletic or really didn't do much of anything would come out and crank a kickball out of the field, the place would go absolutely apeshit. So I'd love to hear you comment on that and whether you think they should really uh, require some diversification in these gym class pick teams, and they got to check multiple boxes. So let me hear what you think about
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. I never even thought about that, dude. That definitely has to go into the bit. How now not only could they not do it, they'd have to diversify it. They'd have to even it. You'd have to have like, no, 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 no. <laughs> That would be hilarious. You're like, I'll take Steve. No, you can't. You're uh, you're over the white kid factor. You got to take an Indian or an Asian. It's similar. Now that I think about it, it's kind of like that sketch they did on uh, on um, the Chappelle Show. The uh, what do they call it? The racial draft. <laughs> it's kind of like that, isn't it? Uh, but that's fucking funny. But I, I never had a moment like that where some kid that nobody wanted fucking. Crushed one over the fucking uh, into the into the baseball field like that would be amazing. The only moment I ever had like that in my life is my wife and I, and we'll never do it again. We coached little league when our kid, I it, I, it, I think it was kid pitch. I don't think it was t ball. It was past key ball, but it was kid pitch, like eight years old, and we had the bad news bears. Ever most of the kids on our team sucked, like. Our son was one of the best kids on the team, probably not to brag about my kid, but like only because these kids were so bad on our team. And we had this one kid. I don't even want to make it racial, but he was he was Asian (laughs) and he didn't even know the first day when he came in. He didn't know what glove to put the hand on hand in. He wasn't sure he didn't know how to hold a bat. He didn't know if he was lefty or righty. Like, just he was so bad. And I remember the last game of the season, I think it was a playoff game, you know, because everybody makes the playoffs. Uh, one of the really good kids that my son's friends with now, that's actually in my show, I talk about him now, how he's this good-looking kid who's, like, amazing at every sport and how his mom said that he was socially awkward. And I said, kids like that, when I grew up, were having sex with teachers They weren't socially awkward at all. Like, it's so weird how that exists now. But, uh, yeah, uh, that kid crushed a deep fucking shot. And that kid on our team, that Asian kid, pulled a lupus from the Bad News Bears and just stuck his hand out. And somehow he fucking caught it. I've never heard an applause like this. And I'm sure if there was a comedian here, he would go, yeah, I bet you never heard that in any of your comedy sets it'd be an easy slam to make on me the place erupted like like kind of like when you're at a comedy club and someone huge just shows up like that feeling when you're watching an open mic night and they're like ladies and gentlemen chris rock or ladies and gentlemen dave Chappelle." like that's one of the cool things about doing comedy especially in new york there's guys that pop in and people go fucking ape shit when, like, fucking an Eddie Murphy or a Chris Rock or a Chappelle show up, you know? It's fucking unbelievable. Uh, okay. Got a few more callers here. I hope I didn't skip any. Who's next?
6: What's up, Joe? Brendan Donigan from Jersey uh, calling in about uh, the question regarding getting another dog for your daughter. Me and my girlfriend, we got a dog this year, and uh, we were thinking about getting two, um, so that he had some company, you know, whenever we would leave. And we wound up just getting the one, and he's great. But definitely in the beginning, it was a big pain in the ass, you know. He's still like waking us up, five a.m., six a.m. sometimes because he's got to go out. And now I started to think if I had two, and I had two waking up at different times and having to walk them both at the same time because my brother has two and every time he goes out he's got both dogs pulling at him uh running in different directions and then every time we go over somebody else's house instead of bringing the one dog he's got two and it's kind of like a whole crew every time he comes so on one hand i would it is nice having that other dog when you leave you don't feel as bad that they have a little bit of company but I also feel like it's been great that we just have the one because it's not as much of a pain in the ass to have to take care of with just the one. So I guess it depends on uh, how much work you're going to wind up having to do versus your kids walking both dogs or just one or or whatever. But, uh, yeah, if it were me, I would say just stick with the one in my experience. But that's all I got. Thanks, Joe.
0: Dude, you guys are all correct on your calls here. I like it. I like it. Yes. You, you of course it's going to be harder. I mean, the hard part um uh, Brandon is two kids is harder too. It's way harder, but it's way fucking awesome. So uh that that that's the hard part. I'm not I have two kids, so I I know exactly how it's going to be harder. Um but I, I give advice to people all the time, especially couples, you know, say they don't want, they, they're afraid to have kids because it's going to be hard. And I always say, have you noticed shit that's hard is always the most rewarding? Like, having kids is the hardest shit you'll ever do in your life, but it's obviously the greatest shit you're going to ever do in your life. So would I say I shouldn't have done it because it was hard? No. So should I have not have had this second dog that, like, was fucking amazing? Uh, probably you know that's a tough one. That's why my wife and I are ninety percent no, ten percent yes. That that that's we both agree exactly on that. It's rare that we agree exactly on something, but we are both ninety ten. All right, let's go to the last caller. Yo, Joe, how you doing? This is Dominic from Cherry Hill.
6: Uh, I went to Catholic high school, and I remember when. Toward the end of the year, when your mom and dad hadn't paid your tuition, they would call your name over the loudspeaker to come down in the office. And everybody knew that the students weren't being released yet until those kids paid tuition. So I'd shoot home and tell my mom and dad, you better pay tuition on time. I don't want my name called. But uh, I don't think you'd be able to get away with that today, although the Catholic Church does whatever it wants.
0: Later. (laughs) That's fucking hilarious that they do that, Dominic, Uh, because think about it. That's exactly what they do to get your money when you go to mass. They uh, they do it in front of everybody. They don't send you a fucking thing in the mail saying, hey, uh, would you mind giving us money? They do it in front of everybody with passing it down. Like, what are you going to do? Stiff them right there in front of the guy next to you who's got the wad. And he's given a 20 and you got the five and you feel like an ass. Dude, fucking great, great point. And uh, I never even thought of that, that they would do that in a school. That's bullshit. If I was a parent now, I bet they don't. They probably do not do that anymore. And if I was a parent now, I would say some shit like, dude, s- send me something in the mail next time. Because, you know, you don't need to embarrass our kids. You know what I mean? As uh, one of my friends says, the squeaky wheel. He always calls it the squeaky wheel when, like, a kid gets to play in a Little League game. And, you know, the kid's not good. But, you know, the mom fucking emailed the coach 450 times. <laughs> he always goes, the squeaky wheel. Because I'm looking like, why is my son on the bench, you know? And uh, and he, he gives great advice on that, too. He's like, it's youth sports it's always going to be like this it's never going to change this is what it is there's all this bullshit that goes into it it's always going to be there all right all right dude this was a great podcast i think it went well we went a little over the time that i like to stay i like to stay under the hour we went about 15 over i thank you guys for listening to uh, another pretender to contender as you know, I said it before. I said it at the top. If you want to advertise on my podcast and have it cross over onto my TikTok, we'll uh, we'll come up with ad campaigns to match your business. It, it doesn't make sense really for local businesses, but if you, you know, you have a clothing line you sell online, maybe you're another podcaster and you want us to talk about your podcast on all. Uh, our podcast on the chop sports network and you want me to tag it on the end of stand-up videos on my tiktok that could be a good move uh if you have some sort of online business maybe you build websites you're a graphic artist and you do everything from home and you could use uh, some more business i think that's a great business to uh, advertise on a on a podcast and and somebody's tiktok all right so all you got to do is go to chopsports.ads at gmail.com and uh, hit up Ed Raymond, R-E-Y-M-A-N. Go and see me live July 18th. I will be in uh, Stone Harbor at the Stone Harbor Theater the 23rd. I'll be at the Boundbrooks Arts Center in Boundbrook, New Jersey. That's July 23rd. And then the monthly residency starts at Jackie B's in Scarsdale, New York. July 28th, we're doing two shows. It's a Wednesday night. It's a 6.30 and an 8.30 show. And then uh, August 25th is the next uh, residency show at Jackie B's in Scarsdale, New York. To get tickets to any of my shows, it's easy. All you have to do is go to com. All right? Keep listening. Tell friends. Spread the word. And uh, talk to you later.